morning, Aotearoa. It's July 31. I'm Zoe George and this is The Podium, wrapping up all the overnight action from the Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games. It's been another golden day for New Zealand cyclists, with Bryony Botha winning gold in the individual 3,000-metre pursuit, breaking her own Commonwealth Games record in the process. She's the fourth New Zealand woman to win gold in that discipline behind Alison Shanks in 2010, Sarah Ulmer in 2002 and 1998, and Madonna Harris in 1990. It was an all-Kiwi affair for the men's individual pursuit final with gold for Aaron Gate and silver for Tom Sexton. And Elise Andrews won gold in the women's individual sprint against Olympic champion Canadian Kelsey Mitchell. Rob Van Royen, kia ora. Good morning. Speaking of Elise Andrews, yesterday she won a silver with the women's pursuit team, but she wasn't on the podium and has been fined $334. What exactly is going on here? That's a good question. It's, it's a bizarre story. It's been called the silver she won, but, but never got. So, I mean, yes, she was, she was involved with the team pursuit. She was filling in for them with Ali Wollaston's injury so they could still take part. Um they got silver, but because she missed the medal ceremony, she was preparing for the team sprint, which she obviously went on to win gold in. Um, she missed the ceremony, so by rule, no no show, no medal. And then just uh, <laughs> another kick in the guts on top of it, they finally $334. Um, and an, there's also an unknown uh, number of demerit points on top of that. So um, technically, she's still a winner. She just doesn't have a medal to show for it. And is this being challenged by Andrews or the New Zealand Commonwealth Games management? No, we're no official word from the management yet on that. I mean, Ella yesterday when she spoke to media was pretty blasé about it. Really, um, <laughs> she she didn't seem too phased. She was just happy that the team and you know the the, the rest of the team who did all the hard work had their medals because um, she did. Um, she was there to so they could carry on really I mean if she wasn't there they they were out so she she pulled out very quickly didn't exactly have to pull much weight so well you know her pulling out also meant she could focus on that sprint race which New Zealand ended up winning gold so maybe that's all worth it <laughs> speaking of controversy Ian Anderson where are things at with triathlete Hayden Wilde and his protest against the penalty he received in yesterday's race in which he won silver well, yeah, we can confirm that protest has been lodged as indicated yesterday. And as uh, Wild said after that race, that his intention is to protest on the base that both he and Yi should receive gold medals, basically feeling that that infringement that he was penalised 10 seconds for didn't occur. I spoke to Ryan Sissons, who is a former world-class New Zealand triathlete and is here as part of the New Zealand team athlete support. And he admitted that it's going to be a difficult decision for uh, World Triathlon to work on that process now, given the footage of that incident uh, being so inconclusive. Yeah, he was fine for taking off his helmet before he racked his bike, is that right? But you, but it looks like he has racked his bike before he took his helmet off. Yeah, you could uh, look at it like it was the Zapruder film time and time again and see exactly what you can tell from the grassy knoll. He, is, he has his hand on his helmet clip on his helmet strap and his other hand on the bike as he's parking it in that transition zone. And what may pay against and possibly looking at that film again is that fellow New Zealand triathlete Taylor Reid and the South African who was coming in with him at that lead group into that transition stage both had both hands on their bikes and didn't take their helmet off until they had parked their bikes completely. Um, the technique that Wild uses 
he said he's done throughout the season has never been penalised for it and it may be a really swift one to get him going as quickly as he possible from the bike to the run but obviously it uh, attracted the attention of the official yesterday. Mm. Oh well, 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 we'll wait and see 30 days right for this to be processed. Uh, possibly, yes. They have that amount of time to launch that appeal. Uh, the process is in place already uh, to go through World Triathlon Union. It's just a matter of uh, what happens now in terms of hearings and the like. So it becomes a very legal process, I'd imagine. Apparently it costs $50 to make the initial process, but I would imagine a lot more in lawyers' fees from now on. <laughs> yeah. And you're at the swimming venue at the moment. Uh, lovely to see Dame Sophie Pascoe win gold yesterday. What are we expecting from swimmers over the next couple of days? Yeah, possibly the same again tonight. New Zealand have got two swimmers with major medal chances in the finals tonight. Uh, Lewis Klebert in the 400 IM and Andrew Jeffcoat in the 100 metres backstroke. Uh, Klebert was the fastest qualifier and Jeffcoat was a very close third and a very tight qualifying for his event. So we could possibly again have a gold and a, another medal like uh, last night with Pasco and Jesse Reynolds. Mm. And uh, yesterday the two of you had a few troubles with the bus getting lost. Any more unplanned sightseeing tours today? Uh, it's been smoother on the bus today. Although, uh, a warning sign, don't park your car in the transport media zone. I saw a very shiny new Merc lifted up and put on the back of a tow truck before the media bus turned up because it was in the wrong space. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. And Rob, I hear that you and Ian haven't had any hot water at your accommodation for a while. Have you managed to get that sorted? Oh yes, thank goodness. I mean, when you get off a you know forty odd hours travel from door to door, uh, yeah, the, you the first thing you want is a hot shower, right? Well, you know, we had none for the first three nights, uh, despite uh, promises from the providers that it would get fixed. Um, but it has worked out well in the end. Uh, we've been re we've been moved into a much nicer apartment, and it's uh, better in every regard, including uh, its location. But um, yeah, there was a bit of character building with a few hot, uh, cold showers uh, initially. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you've got the hot water sorted. Here's what else that made headlines overnight. In three-on-three -three basketball, the New Zealand men lost to England 21-10, while the New Zealand women beat England 15-14. In squash, Paul Cole, Joel King and Caitlin Watts have advanced to the round of 16 in singles. In the sevens, it was heartbreak for the Black Ferns, losing 17-12 to rivals Australia in a nail-biting semi-final this morning. They will play for the bronze tomorrow. Don't worry, Black Ferns, we still love you. And with the All Black Sevens, they beat England 20-0 to set up a quarterfinal against Kenya. Medal games are tomorrow. Paris swimmer Jesse Reynolds claimed silver in his 100 metre S9 backstroke event yesterday. I had a quick chat to him earlier. It hasn't quite sunk in, I don't think. I uh, didn't get much sleep last night, so um, yeah, just, just trying to make my way through today and um, I'm just still in shock, I think, um, over the moon with, with the silver and um, all the support from everyone back home. And, and, and why, why couldn't you sleep? <laughs> um, a mixture of just too much excitement and a lot of caffeine before my race. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess, though, one of the questions that I like to ask every athlete, are you having fun? Yes, uh, a hell of a lot of fun, I think. Uh, this is probably the most, most fun I've had with swimming um, ever. <laughs>
just full-time cheerleader now so trying to uh, hype everyone else up and, and get people ready to go so whatever they need I'm, I'm here amazing and what's the best thing you've eaten while you've been in Birmingham oh that's a tough one um we've basically been in in the village the whole time so I'd say the best thing in the village that I've had have been chicken skewers by this mm-hmm. Mediterranean place which is kind of like a chicken wrap um but it's very good um, there's uh, a few food trucks in the village which are really cool I don't like cricket oh no I love it and thankfully the White Ferns uh, had their first game of the Com Games overnight and 18 year old wicketkeeper Izzy Gaze made her New Zealand and White Ferns debut she's with me now kia ora Izzy hi there debuting at the Commonwealth Games how are you feeling yeah, it's pretty special and it was very exciting to get out there today and to be over here in Birmingham is pretty cool itself. Yeah, what's Birmingham like? Oh, well, we haven't actually done much, but it's just cool to be around all the other athletes in the village and I guess um, the crowd today was pretty cool as well. Don't really, don't get that many fans sometimes in, in New Zealand, so it's pretty cool to be out there. How did you celebrate the win today? Oh, not too much uh, celebrating, but just uh, a few, few, a good time in the change room with a bit of songs, um, and then yeah, back back into the village, and I guess back into the thought process of our next game. What's your choice of music for the changing room? Oh, anything that I I know the lyrics to, to be honest. <laughs> uh, any genre that I know the lyrics to, yeah, as long as I can sing along. Awesome. And who who are you rooming with? I'm actually rooming with Eden, so and we both got the news that we're debuts. It was definitely a happy room that night. Yeah, I could just imagine uh, what she like as yeah. a room. What she like as a roomie? Oh, she's great. We um we get on really well, and yeah, it's been it's been great to room with her. The White Fans. I mean, let's face it. Since the well, the World Cup didn't really go their way, and there's been a whole <laughs> no. bit of re whole bit of rejigging since then. How is the team doing? Are they? How's the culture and how's the new coach? And are you starting to mesh really well as a side? Yeah, I think the culture is great. Um, and I think us young ones have actually slotted in quite nicely. And hopefully, uh, the older ones appreciate our presence. I guess. Um. <laughs> And Ben, Ben's been great. Um, he's definitely got a lot of knowledge, and I've definitely learned a lot from him so far. And I'm really looking to see what what he can bring to the team these next few games while we're here, and then I guess for the future for the White Ferns, which should be great with him. What's the realistic expectation uh, of the White Ferns at the games? Um, I wouldn't say there's a huge expectation for us to, I, I guess, achieve high, but I think as a team, we're wanting to see how far we can go and to hopefully get into a medal match would be, would be amazing. Um, but I definitely, I don't feel there's too much pressure on us, um, which is, I think is it's good having a younger team. Um, so yeah, I just hoping that we can, I guess, set the standard and achieve higher than maybe, maybe people might think. Hey, producer Jono. Good morning, Zoe. Good morning. So there's concern a love triangle could derail the Australian swimming team at the Games. What's going on? Okay, this feels a little bit like we have detoured from the podium and we're actually featuring on our other podcast, Stuff to Watch, which talks all about TV and movies and that kind of thing, because this could be straight out of Love Island. Let me try and break it down for you. This features three really big names from the Aussie swim team. We've got Emma McKeon, world record holder, five-time Olympic gold medalist, absolute superstar. Carl Chalmers, also a world record holder and uh, former Olympic gold medalist, they used to go out with each other and 
then broke up. Emma McKeon is now dating Cody Simpson, who is another member of the Australian swim team. He has no world records, no Olympic gold medals, but he did used to be a pop star who dated Gigi Hadid and Miley Cyrus. So he's got something. Um, now, everyone's commenting on this slightly awkward body language between the two exes, Emma McKeon and Carl Chalmers. They were on a relay team with each other and they weren't kind of congratulating each other after they claimed gold. There was no pre-race holding hands and lifting them in the air to kind of show they were ready and that kind of thing. So everyone's worried that perhaps the ongoing friction could have an impact on the Aussie swim team's results. We all know how awkward it is when you bump into your ex in public, <laughs> let alone being thrust onto the world stage with them while there's a million cameras and you're only wearing your togs. Nobody needs that. <laughs> well, maybe this love triangle might uh, play in favour for New Zealand, possibly. <laughs> we can, but hope. Also, Jono, we received a lot of feedback about our discussion on the New Zealand opening ceremony uniforms yesterday. It seems our sports audience wants more fashion. Who knew? I'm as surprised as anyone, and I mean, I just thought I was being shady. I may not know sports as well as the rest of the guys on the podcast, but I do know how to throw shade, so you can keep expecting it from me. <laughs> well, we look forward to chatting to you uh, with more tomorrow. And that's the podium from day two of the Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games on behalf of Rob Van Royen and Ian Anderson in Birmingham and producer Jono Williams. I'm Zoe George. Thanks for listening. And overnight Sunday NZ time, Kiwi athletes will be in action in the pool at the the triathlon course, and there'll be finals action at the Sevens. Remember, you can find all the latest games action online at stuff.co.nz. And if you liked this podcast, check out Fabulous Stuff Podcasts at stuff.co.nz forward slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Namihi, go well. Kia ora, I'm Adam Blair. I played the great game of rugby league for the Storm, Tigers, Broncos and the Mighty Warriors. And I'm Goran Paladin, sports presenter and rugby league fanatic. I won a World Cup too. I played 51 tests for New Zealand. Yeah, he's a national treasure, people. Come on. Blairy and I, we're joining forces for a brand new rugby league podcast called League of Our Own. Each week we talk Kiwis across the NRL and of course everything was. All the big names, the big stories. And some of my own stories too. Well, if we can make them fit. We'll make time. Okay. League of Our Own with Blairy and Goran. Debut ep dropping on Wednesday afternoon and every Wednesday after that. You can listen through stuff.co.nz or wherever you get your podcast. Proudly brought to you by Snap Rentals. Mate, your, your stories are way too long, eh? Nah, we've got to take them on a journey. <laughs> oh, the journey. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs>